0: Welcome to episode 25! Wow, 25 of Starfield with Normal People. My name is Michael and I'm here with Dwayne. I want to clear that up because last week, as a joke, we said the wrong names. And if you were new to the show, I apologize because your life is now just flipped all around Mm -hmm. but i am michael
1: that's right that's right and you know every once in a while i want to mix it up just to to keep people on their toes that's right chaos you know throw out some chaos and keep people sharp i think that's good right
0: i think that's good there's a method to my madness absolutely keeping people sharp it's very important Mm -hmm. well we're all trying to stay sharp now because i Want to talk about some big, I feel like I can't call it big, big news yet Mm -hmm. because it's big, big rumors, but man, is it rumors from credible sources? And also we got a little bit of a confirmation today. So what am I talking about? Yeah. I'm talking about Xbox possibly going multi-platform, which does affect our favorite game.
1: The great console wars of 2020 may be coming to an end because... Uh, you know, I think the, the leaders of Xbox and PlayStation went out for a beer or something. They're like, yeah. hey, why aren't we making an ungodly amount of money more than we, we could be? All for what? What are we fighting for? Right. Like we're trying to sell <laughs> yeah. more consoles. Hey, guess what? The money is not in the consoles anymore, right? Yeah. It's in software. The more software you sell, the more monthly subscriptions you sell, the more money everybody makes. Yeah. And this is good for everybody's bottom line. Where did these rumors really come from? It's not just like suddenly somebody decided that Starfield is going to be available on PlayStation and then put it out there on the internet. Yeah. This was picked up by major news media in the gaming world journalists. Yeah. And, yeah. And then what happened the leader or the leader who was the guy (laughs) dear leader phil spencer (laughs) yeah dear
0: leader phil spencer what did he say yeah head of xbox right to quote him directly give me another beer yeah he's like (laughs) oh that was
1: this was after after the bar that they met up and talked about with the playstation guy
0: yeah i and just just to make it really clear for for anyone that hasn't heard this essentially Over the weekend, we were seeing people saying, uh, okay, big news, rumors, Starfield is going to be on PlayStation 5. And then Mm -hmm. I swear like two hours later, it would be like Gears of War, breaking news, Gears of War is being considered to go to PlayStation. And then it was like every few hours, another Xbox exclusive would trickle into the news as this is going to be, Mm -hmm. you know, and until finally everyone was saying, okay, It very clearly looks like Xbox wants to go multi-platform. Phil Spencer today, he tweeted, and he did not say, Mm -hmm. there's no truth to the rumors, everyone calm down. No, no. He said, quote, we're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned.
1: That's right. And it's actually not about starfield being available on another platform like the playstation it's actually xbox 32x which you're going to put your xbox on top (laughs) of a 32x and then there's an additional peripheral called the xbox cd which you're gonna be able to play cd games on your xbox now it's amazing
0: i'm excited Mm -hmm. i'm excited yeah (laughs) that's that's great I, why can't we go back to that time of just peripherals? I remember seeing, (laughs) I don't remember how many there were, but somebody had stacked, like, it was like the 32X and it was the Sega CD. It's kind of, I mean, what you're describing, but it was like, they they had it all.
1: Yeah. It was a tower of gaming power.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. That was the, that was what the rich kid had on the cul-de-sac.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was like. $500 $500 for that stupid add-on, right? Or at least one of them. And then the other add-on was like another 399 plus your Sega. Yeah. It truly was the rich kid, vulgar display of power.
0: It's so funny. This uh, tweet from Phil Spencer, it really reminds me. It's like, hey, kids, um, why don't you come into the living room and sit down? Your mother and I have something to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's got that energy to it. Instead of divorce, it's like, we're having two
1: Christmases this year.
0: Right, well, see, okay, I like that you're seeing this very positively, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are spouting doom and gloom. They're saying that this is the end of Xbox, which I disagree. No, I mean,
1: if you just went out and bought an Xbox, you might be pissed just to play Starfield. Yeah, There are a few people out there. And we actually, we said that on one of our early shows, I think we said, go out and buy an Xbox. They're not that much money considering everything that you can play.
0: Yeah. Here's my theory, based on completely no information other than my gut instinct. Mm -hmm. My theory is that they are going to announce that all of these games are going to other platforms, but you can play it on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. They're going to make money off of them on other systems, so on the Nintendo Switch and on the PlayStation uh, there's no way Starfield's going to the Switch. I was going to say, nothing runs on the <laughs> Switch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Although they do, uh, they do like, some games actually are streaming, which, mm. to me, you need to make that very clear on the box right, um, ahead of time. I mean, there's 20-second lag on everything, but hey. <laughs> yeah, but it's still fine. It's hardly noticeable. We'll see what happens next week, but I think that they're going to say... We're still gonna have the Xbox. We're going. We're leaning into an all digital future, which we already know because friggin' Walmart is like taking Xbox games off their shelves like mm-hmm. permanently. Apparently, not a huge surprise. I think Xbox is just doing what PlayStation and Nintendo are going to do eventually mm-hmm. by going leaning all digital. It makes sense. It's this is kind of
1: like the uh, the great prisoner exchange at the border of you know North Korea and South Korea, where we're exchanging a undercover military agent for whatever one of theirs <laughs> you know we'll give you one of our yeah. games if, if you give us one of one of your games
0: ah but there's no way sony's giving us any games they're just giving they're just giving uh xbox money i guess like because they'll they'll sell games i thought i heard there
1: was one that they were going to switch that i just read let me see maybe you're right yeah
0: well while you look that up there is actually a good example of a sony published game on xbox Mm -hmm. and that is a it's a baseball game it's like mlb the show Mm -hmm. i believe that's what it's called but sony got the rights to publish this game i don't know what happened maybe mlb was like what no we want we want it on all systems we want to make more money so Mm -hmm. it's actually pretty wild because they put it on game pass and i'm not really a sports game guy but I had to download it just to see what the fuss was about, and it was so interesting to be on my Xbox and have that opening—it's a you know Sony Computer Entertainment on the screen pop mm-hmm. up at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I felt like you. It's like, yeah, we're breaking down borders. Let's do it, guys! Like,
1: <laughs> there was a but, collective uh, groan yeah. coming out of uh, you know Seattle, Washington, where Microsoft is. You know, when all the executives had to have that on their on their screen. Yeah,
0: this definitely. Probably was not the plan a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Xbox bought Activision, and they went to court with the FTC or you know FTC or whoever
1: Mm -hmm. the ETF. Yeah,
0: maybe (laughs) for months, and they were just trying to convince them we're not going to go full exclusive. Don't worry. And I see a lot of comments saying, "Wait a minute, if they're just going to go third party, why didn't they say this back then?" Well, back then it wasn't part of the plan, Mm -hmm. and. Xbox, and I'm saying this as a huge Xbox fan for a long time, but they've made a lot of missteps. They put the Xbox, the Series X on sale right before the holidays for like, I don't, it was like crazy, like 350 bucks. Mm-hmm. And apparently it still didn't sell that well.
1: Mm. That's what I'm saying. There's no money in hardware. Like they even discounted it sure, to, to sell more exclusive titles,
0: maybe. I don't know. You're not wrong, but the but PlayStation is still selling tons of hardware.
1: Yeah, but typically when Sony makes a PlayStation, it's subsidized product, right? They make their money on the licensing.
0: Oh, right. Like they lose money on the console. Yeah, yeah. the
1: console is yeah. a, mo- a loss leader.
0: Yeah. The good news is more people will be able to play Starfield mm-hmm. and, and some other games. And I'm really wondering what's going to happen to reviews once the game is multi-platform. Suddenly the. <laughs> Suddenly the game is actually pretty good, guys. <laughs> all those bitter Sony fanboys,
1: and now uh, no, no, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's going to change all that much. I mean, yeah. actually, I did see that the review it wasn't mostly negative on Steam anymore. I think it's now like, in the yellow, whatever that is. Let me let me actually. Oh,
0: okay. Right now it says mixed,
1: which is still better than mostly negative. You're
0: right. It's still better than mostly mm-hmm. negative. Yeah. I saw a post and it's anecdotal. It's just one person. But I think that this happens with a lot of people. They said that they played it when the game first came out. They were disappointed and they just had all these expectations,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: whatever. I don't have a ton of sympathy for these people because I was hyped for the game. I actually paid attention to what they said was in the game. And I was only expecting that. Mm-hmm and I love the game,
1: anyway. And you also had a long history of Bethesda titles, so you kind of understood their their gameplay style.
0: Yeah, my point is that I'm seeing a lot of posts now where they say, I tried it when it first came out, I wasn't into it. Now I've gone back, and they're realizing how much they love it. And I think it's really just, Mm -hmm. dude, I, I saw this same thing happen. We've talked about other Bethesda games. My wife tried Skyrim like three times Mm -hmm. and was like, I don't get it. It's sluggish and boring and takes forever to do character creation. And then after that third time, it was like, now it's her favorite game. And Mm -hmm. she's gotten all the achievements as well. And she's still going to go back and create another character. And maybe she thinks maybe she'll get there with Starfield. Um, But it's just one of those things. It's just... It's too new. It's too different.
1: Yeah, and I think some people were influenced by the negativity that was out there Yeah, in yeah. gaming media land or, or in internet land, I guess you could say. Yep. Yeah. And maybe that kept them from Truly experiencing the game on their own with without bias. Mm-hmm. So I think some people went back, played it, and then they figured out that they got enjoyment out of the game. So they were happy.
0: Yeah. It, you know, there's so many things that you can do. And the, the biggest thing that people need to remember about Bethesda games is you don't have to do all the things. So, mm-hmm. for instance, I saw somebody complaining. Uh, they said, I don't want to do New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. Like why is this in here? I don't, it, it ruins the game because I've built this ship and I've got my relationships and I've got my outpost. Yeah. And, but, but no, I have to do new game plus. And it's like, no, you don't have to.
1: Mm-hmm. And they were afraid yeah. <laughs> of losing all that money.
0: Yeah. Here's what's funny to me. Couple things. Number one, uh, when people say, I'm going to lose all these things when I do new game plus, my first thought is have you never made a second character in Skyrim or Fallout? Have you never made another character? Because then you lose everything.
1: A lot of these people haven't. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of the personality of of hoarding potions and then saving them for the yeah. big boss and then figuring out that you get new potions along the way so you actually could've used those potions on the previous ten bosses that you fought. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like scrolls, yeah. Scrolls in Baldur's Gate. How many of us have like Thirty-five scrolls, yeah, you know, writing around in, in your in your inventory because you're like, oh, I, I'm gonna need to save this one. Yeah, coming from a place of scarcity in the in the game, kind of creates this fear that if you go through NG and create a new, it was all for nothing. Yeah, it was all for nothing. Exactly.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of people that this is their first Bethesda game, and maybe they are enjoying it, and maybe you're listening to this podcast, and there's something that happened very specifically in. St- in skyrim without spoiling it story-wise like this will clarify something about bethesda games you get a mission marker for anything that you can possibly do like Mm -hmm. it goes into your mission list now in that game there was a character who i really liked but it was a very like this character was like you could see where you could leave them alive or they've got to die you could see it either way. Mm-hmm. There is a specific mission that pops up that says, kill so-and-so. And I remember playing, the first time I played, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to kill him. I love this character, but I got to do it. <laughs> and I think the first time I played, I, I killed him because that was the story, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then, when I was playing this game again, uh recently i was like no screw that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kill that character here's what happened i got further in the other parts of the story that mission that quest went away okay you just have to be okay with bethesda games (laughs) having a whole list of missions and quests that you might never do if you don't want to yeah just don't do it it gets on people's nerves right to have that checklist
1: this reminds me of Fallout New Vegas. You have to play this, Michael, because yeah. you would love all the choices right. and the reactions of those choices that you make. I think Fallout uh-huh. New Vegas does it really, really well to where they remind you of decisions way down the road. Like you'd make a decision and then... 30, 40 hours later, you'll run into a character who's like, oh, yeah, you're the guy who did this. Oh,
0: man, that's great. Well, you'll be very happy to know that now that I've purchased an Elgato Mm -hmm. video capture device, I was thinking, I was like, I should play Fallout New Vegas for the first time and stream it. I will watch, (laughs) absolutely. No, that's that's definitely on the horizon. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of another thing that is a positive. So it, isn't that fascinating that there's all these positives about Bethesda games that people paint as negatives. Another one is mods. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fallout was big in the mod scene. And then the Elder Scrolls games were big in the mod scene. And then Skyrim has to be one of the most modded games of all time. Right. So what do they do? They lean into it. They have the creation kit They give people modding tools. Mm -hmm. They're like, go wild. You want to put anime girls in our game? Go for it. Mm -hmm. And the modding group, like the modding people did do that. They went wild with it. But not only that, you know I make a joke about anime girls, but they've also done some amazing things where they Change the combat to be more like The Witcher, or mm. you know, they the graphics just get better and better and better because people mm-hmm. keep modding it.
1: That's a big so, one. they just they yeah. completely reskin the entire game, they yeah, make it higher resolution, all new textures for everything. Yeah, for Bethesda to do that, it would take them two years and millions of dollars. And this is probably just a few. Small teams or individuals that are, you know, pumping these textures out. Just passion projects. Mm -hmm. Passion projects.
0: Everyone loves that. They're like, oh, so cool that you can mod it. They're just always showing off their modded Skyrim. Todd and team are like, "Uh, okay, people love modding our games. So let's build this amazing foundation from the beginning. And they even said, like, we've got this game, there's a full game here. There is a full game. People, are wrong when they say there's not. And then they say they want to make this a modder's paradise. Mm. I believe that's what Todd said. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: With the thousand planets, they're gonna release the creation kit and then they want people to go wild with this entire galaxy. What is the freaking discourse that I see? I see a bunch of people going, oh, they just, they want modders to finish their game.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, dude, like this this thing that everyone, that everyone loves in Fallout and Skyrim and they like lean into it. They're like, oh, we see how much you love this. So we're going to do this. And then people like, <laughs> I was trying to paint it as a negative. It's like,
1: I don't know. Yeah. So for that person, a mod can actually do that. It can fix the game for them, even though the rest of us are still playing it. And we're like, the game was fine before. But hey, if the mod fixes the game in your mind for you, mm-hmm. great. <laughs> Download the mod. Sure. Now you have a different skin on your on your weapons and now the the game is fixed for you. Yeah. Go go nuts with that. And don't get me wrong, I do think parts of the game need to be fixed. I'm not Yeah, there's some there's some big bugs, yeah. you know, that are still game breakers we hear about them in our Discord and I feel bad cuz honestly, I had my second crash, only two crashes in I'm up to I think ninety hours of gameplay.
0: That is amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I think when you get further in the game and further in the story, bigger game-breaking bugs occur. Because what I'm seeing, yeah, it, yep. from you know feedback from people that have played hundreds of hours, they're running into like game-breaking bugs more often.
0: I do feel bad. That is very frustrating. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's part of me that says, oh, you know, it's that meme, you know, oh, first time. Mm -hmm. Because if you've been playing Bethesda games for a long time, that's just what happens. I remember Skyrim on the 360 was after you had dropped a certain amount of items and played a certain amount of hours, there were cities that we couldn't even enter anymore because I dropped something on the ground. and
1: (laughs) Yeah, you had a certain companion or you did something that triggered something. Yeah. I want to shout out, um, again, Larian, who is the company behind Baldur's Gate. Yeah. The way that they do their patch notes, is it me or is Bethesda kind of following suit with how they word uh, their patch notes? It seems like in this last one that they put out, it was more in the Larian flavor with like kind of just talking to us. Oh, Hey, we recognize this happened in this. It was a lot less technical. It was a lot more palatable. More conversational, huh? More conversational, yeah. yeah. Maybe this is the first time I really read through the patch notes, but yeah. I think they're taking a page out of Baldur's Gate for, for the patch notes.
0: Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Do you, can yeah. you think
1: of any other cons? Uh, getting back, you know, porting it to PlayStation, which we know that that version already exists. We talked about that <laughs> in a previous episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we thought it was just in, you know, Todd's Howard's uh, panic room. Mm -hmm. that he's got the PlayStation version. (laughs) It's not a con for Starfield. It's more a con for Xbox, where somebody says, uh, oh, well, they just guaranteed I'll never buy an Xbox because I can get a PlayStation for their exclusives, which will not go to Xbox, Mm -hmm. and then eventually the Xbox games will come to PlayStation. They think that then it will just destroy the brand. I get what they're saying, but we've already seen... Exclusives that are timed. Mm-hmm. Exclusives. The rumor is that Starfield will launch on PlayStation after the Shattered Space DLC comes out, which mm. might not be till the end of this year.
1: Right. Interesting.
0: It's not like this is the first time that timed exclusives are a thing. Even Sony games go to PC after like a year or two. Mm-hmm. I don't think that part is really that big a deal if they say. Pay $70 for it on PlayStation 4 if you want, or play it early on the Xbox as part of Game Pass. I think if they lean into that, that they'll be just fine. Right. Another leak that occurred was that they've shown off a possible mid-gen refresh of, a, of an Xbox. So the Series X mm. would not have a disk drive, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, we, this isn't confirmed, but uh, it all, these documents came out as part of the FTC like investigation. Right. Pretty likely that they are correct.
1: It's going to be the uh, Series Y. Yeah. You know, they'll have a like a Tesla naming convention.
0: I was talking to a friend of mine today who he's also like longtime Xbox fan. So we're both Xbox people just talking about how stupid the names of all the Xboxes have been. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. actually, I would say Xbox 360 was great. Mm-hmm. The original was great 360 was great they were clever because they were up against the playstation 3 so they needed to put a 3 in the name Mm -hmm. so that people wouldn't say oh like you know grandma and grandpa going oh do i get the xbox 2 or the playstation 3 3 is better than 2 right so that was smart and then they went uh xbox Mm -hmm. one because it's all in one which was horrible and then they were like Xbox One S and the Xbox One X. Fine. That didn't bother me too much until they came out with the Series X and the Series S. And I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. People are not going <laughs> to know the difference between the One X and the Series X and the One S and the Series S. It is, it, and I don't know, man. <laughs> what are they doing?
1: You got to remember, this this is from the company that named... Windows NT and Windows uh, 95 and Windows Me. And <laughs> yeah. there were some of the worst named operating systems tucked back in the,
0: the early aughts. I just think about how the Apple just released their Vision Pro. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, there's a friend uh, a friend of mine that actually bought one, which I think he's insane. But mm. it does sound very cool. Like he was describing it and it's pretty awesome. Just not worth after taxes and fees and stuff, it's like five thousand dollars. That's
1: the one that gets you into the special back room at the Apple Store. Like you don your glasses <laughs> and you walk into like the secret club in the back. Oh, you didn't know about the secret yeah. club in, in the back. No, of the I didn't Apple know store? about the secret yeah. club, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, that's too bad. You don't
1: have the glasses. That's
0: <laughs> What's right. the Stanley Kubrick movie? Eyes wide
1: shut. Eyes wide shut. We're on the same wave, like. Buddy. Yeah. I was, I was thinking that the whole time. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did. There it um, is. Yeah, you did it.
0: Like back to the Microsoft thing. It's funny because I was telling this friend, I said, oh, I actually I actually got a Microsoft HoloLens. Right. Back when those came out, I was given one, um, hu- humble brag, mm-hmm. I was given one to make content for for them on my YouTube channel at the time. It was very cool. And when I went to look up that video that I had made, I was like, whoa, seven years ago. What's mind blowing to me is that Microsoft, you know, they had this tech, or at least an early version of it, seven years ago. Mm. And now, Apple, as usual, Apple's gonna come along. They've refined it, they've made it more user friendly. And they're probably going to make a killing with it. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know what Microsoft is doing, like, because they're so innovative, but they don't, I don't know. They don't know how to like, like the Zune. Everyone said the Zune was better than the iPod, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as successful.
1: Neuralink, you know, that is like the future of consoles. You know, consoles are going to shrink until there's nothing. Right used to have all these devices to be able to do anything on your TV. And now your TV is a smart TV and it does internet, it does YouTube, it does all these apps and stuff. Yeah. And you used to have to have a DVD player and whatever, Blu-ray player and all this, all these devices, all that stuff's going away. So I, I feel like consoles, they better make their money now on the, on the software on whatever system they want. And I'm spoiled because I'm a PC gamer. Yeah. And new, big new titles we mostly get. Now, we don't get the Sony exclusives until a long time later, but there are so many games. Honestly, you just have to be patient, play all the other games that came out five years ago that are just now coming out to PC and you're fine, so.
0: But then there's tons of PC games that never make it to consoles at all. Right. I just think it's funny that Xbox just bought Activision. And because they didn't have a great holiday sales, now they're like, whoa, guys, we need to pivot. And it's like, dude, you just bought Call of Duty. You're not even going to try an exclusive Call of Duty and see if that works? <laughs> like, <laughs> They'll probably try it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but what you said about software is so right because they already, Xbox like streaming Mm -hmm. so game pass cloud is already an app that's embedded in a lot of samsung televisions right so they definitely have already been dipping their toes in that whole boxless sort of situation Mm -hmm. the game streaming is really cool the cloud is really cool to test out and play out but Mm -hmm. no i i would rather have it on a hard drive playing in 4k with no lag
1: yeah absolutely there's a mindset of wanting to have and knowing that it's on your hardware that you have right there next to you yeah it's kind of like having a record player versus like streaming music off alexa or something like that right
0: oh yeah
1: is the fidelity any better i mean maybe the record was was a bad example because there's like such a a specific type of fidelity with record players no i think
0: this is a great mm -hmm. example okay because the fidelity is better but that does not matter to most people.
1: Mm-hmm. The Fidelity is better digitally is what you're saying.
0: Well, no, I'm saying the record oh. is better
1: because... To me it is, yeah. But I mean, it has noise and it has scratches and it has... Yeah. So you're looking for that texture specifically. You're not going to get that digitally.
0: Well, here here's another example. A compact disc. So CD mm-hmm. is still... Uh, I've, I've actually read an article recently saying that CDs are actually very comparable to record the, uh, records, but without the pops and skips mm-hmm. and that if you have a CD player, that is like the best quality that you can get out of digital. Yeah. And it, and the quality is far better than streaming on Apple music or Alexa or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to your point about like where things are going, it just doesn't matter to most people. Right. So for Christmas I got Goodfellas on 4K Ultra Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It's nice because as I'm if I put it in and I'm looking at it very closely, I'm like, "Yes, this is crisp. It's 4K. It's not compressed like you would get on a stream. It's so much mm-hmm. better." And I know it's better, but what happens if I actually just go to stream something off of Apple or Netflix or whatever? I'm not going to notice. Yeah. Two seconds into watching the movie, unless I have an interruption in the internet, it looks great. It's 4K usually. That's the thing is we all can see it side by side, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, ultimately, it just doesn't matter for your day to day. And I do think that video game streaming will get there. Absolutely. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.
1: All in all, this is just, like you said, a good thing for Starfield because more people will get to play it. We're not, you know, saying to PlayStation owners, Hey, sorry, you don't get to play this game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely not like ha ha. Yeah,
1: right. We're, we're not gatekeeping a, a popular video game now. So I, I think it's all good things for Starfield and I yep. think it's all good things for yep. gamers in general.
0: I agree. I'll be very interested to see what the announcement is next week. Mm -hmm. In other news, this is just a small thing, but it makes my heart happy. So some people have been exploring the galaxy of Starfield. Occasionally, they will pop over to a location Mm -hmm. that is very, very special. And they'll say, look what I found. This is crazy. It's very unique. And then a lot of times I'll see the comments, oh, yeah, that's going to be in a mission later. Mm. You'll, you'll see that in a mission later. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I like, first off, that people can go discover these places on their own right. before the mission takes them there. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me, I want to just talk real quick about Shadow of the Colossus. Sure. Because there was this game called Shadow of the Colossus on PlayStation 2. And now there's a remake on PlayStation Five. Yeah, I remember that. Right. Basically, Shadow of the Colossus were these sixteen boss fights, and that was it. There was this large open world. It was like the you know the 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 faraway lands or whatever, and it's just this deserted mm-hmm. area, and you would hold your sword in the air, and it would. Uh, a light gleam would show you what direction to go for the next Colossus. Hmm. And it was in a specific order. Now, what I found very fun when I first got that game was the light would be pointing me this way to the north. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go south. And I You, if you just explored, like, it's so funny that I enjoyed exploring and it's actually no surprise I like Starfield because this world was a big empty world. There weren't other enemies to fight. It Mm -hmm. was just those 16 bosses. That's it. It literally was just riding your horse across this desert and I enjoyed it. And I would, I would explore areas where the light was not telling me to go yet And I would find these, like, empty arenas Mm. that would were clearly where a boss fight will occur later. Right. I loved it. It was like finding secret ruins. And it was like I found something special on my own.
1: Mm -hmm. I I think gamers have been doing that since the dawn of time. I mean, trying to go backwards on Forza on the racetrack, Mm -hmm. you know, or... As simple as just trying to go the wrong way to see what would happen. Yep. Or in Tomb Raider, you know, being rewarded with, Well, what if I try to go this way instead of what is clearly the way forward? Yep. And, you know, game developers have gotten smart and turned that into a thing now where it's like, you know, there's little side stories and areas and secrets that you can and find off the beaten path. Yep. So I think what they want is they want you to see all the content they made eventually. So if you go through all the missions, a mission will send you to one of these points of interest.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Since there's no order necessarily, I mean, you can do a lot of different missions early on in the game. So that's why people are seeing these points of interest. You know, and I I think last podcast, we said that there's unique ones after... You know a certain level but i don't think that is actually true right should we correct yeah that?
0: so yep. Mm-hmm. i think it'd be good to correct that at least it, it just seems to be that way for certain players right because they just didn't see that thing until level 70. it's totally random
1: yeah and you could randomly never get a spe- specific point of interest is it likely Depends on how long you play. Yeah, the longer you play, the less you know. You know, likely it is for you not to have seen all the points of interest. Yeah. Uh, if you're only a hundred hours in, there's a good chance you haven't seen them all.
0: Yep. I wanted to shout out specifically so Kitalahara, in our Discord server, uh, actually spoke to me directly because in the podcast I had mentioned the oil rig POI, mm-hmm. and I said that it was a higher level and all that stuff. She actually found it uh, at level 24, and she said that she went to a low-gravity icy moon in a level 10 system. And uh, this was during a Freestar mission. And so hmm. she, she actually found this oil rig just in that level 10 system. So that's actually pretty cool. Right. But it does confirm one thing that I thought, which is that it is only on the icy like moons or icy planets. And here um, you
1: are, level one hundred, ten times the level yeah. of Kitalahara, you know, searching <laughs> for the for the oil rig. It's
0: just searching forever, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, even uh, Oliver in our in our Discord actually mentioned that uh, they they're pretty common to find if you're going to these icy moons. It's just that right. a lot of people just choose not to land on the icy moons because they're barren. So yeah. You really so, want to yeah. see some crazy new animals, which you're not going to see on a icy
1: moon. Yeah. But what you are going to see is, you know, unique POIs and really cool space phenomenon that you can't normally see in, in on some planets, right? You're yep. going to see a different style of, uh, you know, vista on those planets, which is cool.
0: I feel like I really need to make an outpost on a barren moon because we don't have the ability to make star stations like space stations yet Mm -hmm. and to me that's like the closest thing so it's like a barren moon might be the closest thing i get to a star station but you have to like that has to be coming right like i have to imagine that a dlc where we can build our own star station is in the plans i would think so
1: yeah i mean and i'll show you my barren moon on uh, on my outpost,
0: if you want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe I might have to refuse that offer. <laughs>
1: oh. Cherry Bomb from our Discord linked a story from the No Sodium Starfield subreddit regarding the Constellation Mission Board, and uh, it was posted by a user named JP Hawk, and they said that they liked the Constellation Mission Board because. You get a mission to explore and nothing else besides that. But in the process of exploring, you run into numerous different POIs. Yep. Some are the same boring ones, but several have been new with amazing loot. Uh, this user JP Hawk said it's put me on this cathartic rhythm of exploring, collecting resources, rating POIs, then doing a loot sell off or an outpost drop off and while at the outpost, I do some research, some upgrades, some outpost building, etc. It's a loop that allows me to touch all aspects of the game, and I'm over 100 hours in with only having done the UC Faction quest line. So I thought that was pretty cool.
0: I found this very interesting because sometimes I, I forget that not everyone's having the same experience that I am in this game. And mm-hmm. I did I knew about the Constellation Mission boards, and I love them too, because I love exploring. And so when I found out that like you could get money and XP like a little bonus just for doing something I already enjoyed doing Mm -hmm. as a relaxing activity like I was excited and then I saw that Cherry Bomb I I think I saw in the discord when she realized that this was a thing which is funny because she has a lot of hours in the game right oh yeah she's way ahead of me for sure yeah and uh but yeah it's it's really amazing like if you just don't, if you happen not to go that, down that same hallway as another player, you might not know about this thing. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe I,
1: I looked at that mission and I accepted the mission like the first time I went into the lodge because I fully explored the lodge, yeah. went up to that mission board, grabbed a mission off of that. I think I completed it, but I didn't really think much of it because there was so much else going on at the game at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know it's, it's back there waiting for me, along with uh, a new... Hey everyone, it's Dwayne. I'm in the middle of editing this episode. Michael and I got into a discussion about major spoilers, and we originally planned to cut it, but I like the conversation and I feel like we're at a point where we can go ahead and talk about some of the main story elements, but I want to give you all due warning that uh, we are going to discuss major spoilers of the main storyline right now. So if you want to avoid that, skip the next four and a half minutes, and you should be safe. If not, enjoy. A new chest that appeared. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, no. Do you you know why that new chest appeared?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Dude.
0: After the podcast, you're going to have to tell me who, Mm -hmm. who it was.
1: Well, I mean, come on. Is it any secret that who my uh, companion has been the last.
0: Okay. <laughs> Maybe you don't know how it works.
1: We could Yeah.
0: Here's the thing. I think mm. most people have been through this.
1: Yeah, I'm really slow in this game, so I mean, I feel like we could talk about it, but then I don't know, I don't want to spoil it for new players. Okay. Player, yeah, so.
0: let's not we won't. Okay, we won't spoil, it, but every most people know so there's a mission where something major happens. Mm. So I oh, I don't want to break your heart. Don't go break in my heart. The game makes two choices, and then you make one choice.
1: You're trying to spoil the game for a second time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying that you were saying it should be no secret yeah. who you were hanging out with. <laughs> May, I think we mm-hmm. might be talking about different things.
1: Let's just say I've, I've made it through a major story, a point in the in the story arc. I feel like I'm getting close to the end of the main story.
0: Okay. Just okay. Tell me what happened.
1: Oh, so Sarah died. Okay. Um, yeah. Went to the Okay. I knew it was going to happen. Like I had the two unique pieces that I picked up that were different. Yeah. You know, and like the Starborn appeared in those two and tried to fight me for them. Okay. Yeah. And then I went back to the lodge and then Sam became my permanent thing and I was like, "Okay, here it is. This is the beginning of the end." And then I got to that point in the story where you could either race to the eye or you could stay at the lodge. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm kinda done being married to Sarah. Uh-huh. I'm not done listening to her be or be in the game because I like her and I like the voice actress. Right. But story wise, kinda wanted to move on to a different companion and this would be a hard, hard cut. <laughs> yeah. It would force me to move on to a different companion. So anyway. Yeah,
0: what I was saying about the game choosing, so basically people have sort of tried to figure out how the game chooses. I mean, I'm sure you're aware it's a different person that dies for every player. I thought it was the person they married. No. No way. Yes and no. From what people have said and believe, it will choose the two people that you have the highest affinity with. So it is Mm -hmm. sort of the person that you married and then it's the second person. And then they're in two different places and one of them will die.
1: That's weird because in my story, it was like Sarah had all the affinity and then there was no other character. I like, I spoke to Sam once maybe. Right. I don't even know if they ever liked anything I did prior to that point. So. I
0: mean, at that point, it probably had to just choose the second, per- like the second person uh, at random, maybe. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: basically, the reason I say that is if you're playing again in the future, someone is still going to die. Mm-hmm. But technically, you could save Sarah if you want, and by going to where she is. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that in mine. But then the artifacts get stolen. Um, I don't remember because it was like.
1: Stay here and guard the artifacts or right. go to the eye and save Sarah. So I was like, well... Right, and so I could see why, yeah. I don't want to have to go round up all these f- freaking artifacts <laughs> again. <laughs> it was a laziness choice.
0: Yeah, I I don't know how that works, but I do know that um, the story, you, you can save someone if you want, mm. but there, there will always be one person that goes. The funny thing about mine is... I didn't even like Barrett that much.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I I like him, but I I wasn't like, yeah, Barrett, it's awesome. But for some reason in my game, it was just like because I was defaulted to be with him for a while. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think about it. And then, so yeah, it was Sarah and then Barrett. And then it was like, Sarah's in trouble. And I went to the eye Mm -hmm. to save her. And then, yeah, then we, we all went back to the lodge and Barrett was dead. Yeah,
1: actually, now that you say how it works, Sam said, hey, I need to talk to you. And there was some dialogue that was like, why did you choose me? And I was like, I did it. Mm. <laughs> that wasn't a dialogue right, option, yeah. but I was just like, because yeah. you got a heart of gold, buddy. You know? And meanwhile, <laughs> I was like, where the f- is he getting this dialogue from? That must be why, because you know, he was the second person right so
0: you're like i was just here for the artifacts like <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay interesting cool i think that was one of those things where the game was like Ugh, man Dwayne hasn't spent any time with anyone else we just got to pick one of these people at random mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's one more thing that i want to talk about before we get to our end stuff mm-hmm. somebody discovered so on the the moon of europa in our very own solar system. What planet is that a moon of Oof, <laughs> I'm testing your I'm gonna... <laughs> high school astronomy? Is it Jupiter?
1: I don't know. Is it Jupiter? <laughs> OK. <laughs> it's one of the gas giants, I'm pretty sure.
0: Jupiter, I mm. was right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took me a, a while to throw that out, but. Nice work. But yeah, I got it. I haven't checked in my game because I just saw this post, but somebody sees that, you know, whenever there's a city somewhere, there's a little city icon above the planet. Mm -hmm. In their game, at least, and maybe others as well, there's a city icon over Europa. I guess Europa is covered in a lot of water, Mm -hmm. I think. My question is, is this just simply a classic Bethesda glitch where there's not supposed to be an icon, oops, don't get any ideas, it's just a glitch. Or is this a sign that we are going to get a future underwater city as DLC?
1: Ooh, it'll be like the Gungan Palace from Star Wars, right? A fully underwater society. Yeah,
0: Gungan Palace, I was also thinking of Rapture from Bioshock. Right. Who knows? Maybe that maybe that is a glitch only or maybe it is a possible DLC location in the future. Is
1: anyone else keeping our, our own solar system kind of tucked, you know, in the back of their head? Like, I want to go fully explore our solar system. I'm, I'm one of those people who's been, you know, a fair amount of places in the universe, but I haven't been to the moon, our moon, Earth's moon yet. And I haven't I've been to Mars, obviously. She's got to go do those missions there. Yeah. And I've been to Titan. Aside from that, I really haven't explored our own solar system.
0: I haven't either, which I actually, when I think about it, is a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes I think the, the map, the galaxy map is so big that sometimes I get over to the solar system and I kind of go, yeah, it would be cool to explore our own planets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've done it a little bit i i did recently and posted some pictures in the discord but yeah i i'm with you i have not done that a lot yeah and the moon is cool because you can find i don't know if you can find the rover but i know you can find the flag like the american flag that was planted Mm -hmm. so people have found it i mean so that is very cool
1: yeah maybe that's why they made earth a dust ball is like we need to get players out of our solar system and exploring the universe. So earth is the most boring yeah. thing aside from like the you know the landmarks that you can find via books, but
0: that that is clear. I agree with you. I the, you can tell they definitely were like we we want to tell a story elsewhere guys, mm-hmm. but it's like they were sort of painted in, into a corner, making it a part of our universe. Right. Not not painted into a corner, but you can see where they're just like, all right, let's see. What how, what can we do to Earth so that technically it's there, mm-hmm. but you don't have ton of reason to go there. If Earth
1: hadn't entered this apocalyptic state, they would have had to populate it somehow with billions of people. And <laughs> that would have been impossible to do. So Yeah.
0: I see a lot of people they'll be like oh if you think about it the what's going on with the earth doesn't make sense and like people try to like talk about how it doesn't make sense (laughs) like Mm -hmm. who is who is doing this where you sit and you go well that's not this video game isn't realistic and now i'm
1: mad i don't know man uh, it's like dropping conditioner in the shower you just got to let it go man you're not gonna be able to scoop that (laughs) conditioner up and put it on your hair just you know Hey, conditioner's not cheap, but...
0: Just let it, yeah.
1: Just let it go. Just let
0: it go. Well, as always, we do invite everyone listening to click on our link that takes you to the Discord because the Discord is an amazing place with like-minded individuals such as yourself who love Starfield yep, and are helping each other explore Starfield.
1: Yeah, and there's actually been tech help in there, which I thought was nice. There was a couple people that got a fix by other people yeah so if you're if you're having a little issue whether it's like a crash or maybe just a question about the game that's that's also a good good place for it
0: yeah it's very likely you're gonna have some really great discourse like we've just seen so much positivity and and just fun like people are really funny like and very extremely creative Mm -hmm. so we have the starfield adventure club where we all go to the same planet every week and People are telling stories and I can't believe like how good some of the stories are.
1: Oh yeah. And they're just getting better. Like they are, yeah. I, I saw a new one that maybe I won't spoil it, but I'm like, this is this is going to a new level.
0: Yep. I might know exactly what you're talking about because I was just reading yep. and going, Whoa, I am very invested in these <laughs> in these characters. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and if you are interested in building ships. Uh, Every week we have the drive challenge. So that is where uh, you build a a ship based on a certain theme that's going on. That's right. Very fun. Yeah. There was tiny ships this last time. There were some really fun ones in there. I was was not disappointed. This was something I wanted since the beginning. I was like, we got to have tiny ships. Now we've done it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's been super fun to see, dude. Do you remember batteries not included? Probably not. I do
0: remember that.
1: Oh, you do? Yeah, the little, yeah. the
0: little UFOs,
1: tiny ships.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is a deep cut. That's like my. <laughs>
1: it's a throwback.
0: Yeah, that's like one of those movies that like I watched a ton as a as a kid, mm-hmm. and then totally forgot about it until you mentioned it.
1: So they released that
0: movie free on Christmas
1: Day for like one day. Really? I think it was the first—the first time I ever remember a movie like being free. Yeah, I don't. Like you could just go to your theater and like, you know, get a ticket.
0: Wow, I've never heard for of that.
1: this. Just one day, I think. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Michael, I think
1: we should shout out our Patreon members. Do you know that you can, or that we have a Patreon? Yeah. Did you know that?
0: I. I did know that.
1: (laughs) You should, yeah, you set it up. Yeah. We have one and you can go and just for as small as a buck a month, you can be a part of our amazing Patreon. We appreciate it. And we want to actually shout out some people. We got uh, quite a few names here. You want to read off a few of them?
0: Yes, I would love to shout these people out. Thank you so much, Sparkle, Agrivar, Baldfy, Kittalahara, Toby Sands, And Space Cadet, all of you people are amazing. And thank you so much.
1: What do you mean you people?
0: (laughs) I only mean (laughs) the best, the the only the best people. I do want to just say thank you guys. It really means a lot. It means that we can keep this amazing machine running. And I'm just going to shout out, if you haven't joined Patreon, I'm going to shout out some benefits just real quick. So for a dollar a month, which by the way, we're not, charging per episode, a lot of podcasts charge per episode, which is fine too, but this is just per month. So dollar per month, you're getting ad-free episodes, early access, and of course, we're going to shout you out. Mm-hmm. Now, boosters, those are $5 a month. We are doing everything that is included there, plus a 4K digital wallpaper every month. We're doing community polls. We're doing a monthly bonus episode. Our boosters got a an episode that nobody else got, <laughs> right. So last month we did a bonus episode and we're going to do one this month and forever and always. Yeah.
1: And Michael, I didn't tell you, but our friend of the show, Eric, who was a guest on our show a couple pods back, he is going to print some uh, 3D printed figurines. So he brought over some a couple of days ago and I got to. Check them out.
0: That is amazing.
1: Yeah. I might uh, figure out how we can incorporate those figurines into either the Patreon or maybe for the uh, the SAC award. One of those two. Yeah. We'll it, figure it out. That
0: is really cool. Yeah. If we can figure out a way to uh, just reward this amazing community or, or someone within that community with one of these 3D printed figurines. Um, man, I want one too. <laughs> yeah. Right? Me too. How do I get one? That's rad. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. I want to shout out a couple comments from our Discord that just really stuck out to me. Socrates Machado said that in the last episode, you talked about how Crimson Fleet should work as a real-life Craigslist for selling stolen ships, or Mm -hmm. shall we call it (laughs) Crixlist? I just love that so much. Nice pull. (laughs) I think that's great. Yep, that was great. Crick's list and finally one other comment that I want to bring up from the discord Agrivar, you know, Dwayne, I made a huge mistake. And when you make a mistake, you got to apologize, right?
1: Okay. Hmm. What, what did you do this time?
0: Now, a lot of people just listen to the podcast and that's great. If you happen to catch it on YouTube, it's actually our podcast accompanied by a lot of gameplay clips that I myself collect. While playing the game. Yeah. Now, Agravar was watching and he wanted to know that at 530 into the last week's episode, why did I not loot the Canuck? Apparently, I was looting money, bullets, but I, I left Canuck on the table.
1: Mm. Rookie mistake.
0: I'm sorry for anyone that I've offended with my actions.
1: Mm-hmm. How dare you? You know who would be uh, upset about that?
0: Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who?
1: Yes, but also the uh, the king of Leviathan Four, oh, obviously. That's Duh. right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Was it Leviathan Four? I think. Yeah, it was the king oh, of man. Leviathan Four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, where where we go to 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 give the empty Canucks
0: canisters too <laughs> as to, an as, as, a, as an offering? That's right. <laughs> Well, I'm not promising this, but I might be trying to hoard as many cans of Canuck as I can. Right.
1: Uh, We'll see. Get that persuasion up. (laughs) Yep. Thanks to everyone that listens on Spotify, Apple, and thank you to those watching on YouTube. All
0: links are provided in the show notes below. And an extra special thanks for comments and feedback. If you have a comment, suggestion, or an in-game story to share, you can leave a comment on our YouTube page. We love to read those. And, of course, you can come hang out in our Discord. And if
1: you like the show, consider dropping a 4.999 star review on your favorite podcast app. Yep. And that could... Get
0: it right to that
1: decimal. Get it as close. As close to five. I mean, we're not asking for perfection. No. We're just, you know, close to that.
0: Yeah. Thanks for traveling the Starfield with us. Make sure you subscribe because we will be back for more next week. See ya.